0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Once Bitten Show. Joining me on this rip, Marcel Orenschal, a young German Bitcoiner who has the opportunity of a lifetime to spread Bitcoin education as best that he can in his own community in Munich. How is he gonna get this done? What were the what's the story leading up to getting this done and what does he hope? to achieve from it. It's grassroots movements like this that set the plebs alight and inspire many other people. If you are able to support Marcel in any way whether in person or remotely if you've listened to this episode and you feel as though there's something you can offer please get in touch with him directly or DM me and I will put you in touch with Marcel. Let's Give a shout out to the show sponsors who are also fully committed to educating as many people as they can about Bitcoin in their own special way by building services for Bitcoiners and also adding on educational layers. swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Download the app. Try the app out, guys, especially if if you are in the US. You can set up your dollar cost average. Now, if you want a white glove service, you can also use Swan if you're looking to buy up to a $100,000 or more in Bitcoin, you're going to want that extra special white glove service and you're going to have people like Andy Edstrom to bounce ideas off of an excellent Bitcoiner. But they've got a great team throughout. Swan Bitcoin, go check them out. Coin Corner, based over here in the Isle of Man, out of the UK, are serving Europe and UK. So you can uh, Euro cost average and Sterling cost average into Bitcoin. Set up your auto buys with coin corner or simply smash my whenever you can and get your bolt card so you can use that out and about and support merchants that are accepting Bitcoin relay r-e-l-a-i dot ch forward slash bits and that's gonna save you on commission man they've got some more announcements coming up soon but they have an app you can download the app you can stack up to a thousand euros a day or Swiss I believe a day, um, just directly via your, uh, your card or whatever it is that you're using to pay. They have Swan Private, so they have the, the White Glove service, very much like Swan do. And they have launched as well uh, a Relay for Business. So if you are a business looking to get onto a Bitcoin standard, you can contact the Relay guys. You can contact me directly and I'll put you straight in touch with Benjamin who can help you out. Um, The last one HODL HODL This is where you want to Start your stacking For KYC free uh, Sats Peer to peer Global Trading platform You log in Set up an account Use the link in the show notes And you'll save on commission And you can start stacking In a KYC free manner If you want to up Your privacy On your existing stack Try CoinJoin service WasabiWallet.io Have you covered Make sure you've Downloaded orange pill app so you can get out there and start meeting some plebs but please hold your own keys and you can use the bitbox02 by shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten enjoy this rip with marcel all right we're recording marcel welcome to the once bitten podcast thank you hi good to meet you and lauren is here to ask the first question
1: Hi. Right, so um my first question is what's your favorite thing about Bitcoin?
0: <laughs> That's
2: a cool question. I think um for me uh, I I just love the interdisciplinary aspect of it. So like that like everything from physics, philosophy, economics, philosophy, like like all these different disciplines come together and you need to kind of understand it uh, in order to also understand Bitcoin. So you cannot be like let's say in bitcoin expert without understanding all kinds of different fields and i love that because i'm interested in a lot of stuff and um it's the first time that all of that comes goes together in one thing so yeah
1: yeah um and i also heard about like the bitcoin like you're trying to make up like this bitcoin meetup thing is it good for kids because i love meeting up with bitcoiners and especially kids around my age because i don't really have a lot of kids that don't have like the mind of oh yeah bitcoin um don't get vaccinated and stuff like that like i i don't really have other kids to talk to you about that stuff mhm
2: yeah so i mean i didn't know that kids are interested yet but uh, i i i i know that many parents are showing their kids bitcoin already so um, I also want to like maybe describe the whole project which means like we're not trying to do only a meetup because we already have meetups in, in Munich so there are a lot of meetups in Germany in Munich but what we're trying to do is like a constant physical Bitcoin space um, in a yeah which is like persistent um, which all different kinds of experiences you can do so uh, and apparently you can also ask Leah uh, from the from a German podcast called Zeitsprung Bitcoin. Uh, and she was one of the persons who gave me the idea that we also implement a little kids' corner where kids can come together, play even with uh, stuffed animals for the smaller ones, but maybe also for kids in your age, maybe some books where you can read some stuff. So we're planning that. Uh, we need to we need to see if we can make it happen. But yeah, so uh, I'm glad you are the first person who who's asking that, yeah.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: What would you like to see there? If you were a kid going to the space that they're going to design, what would you like to go and see or do?
1: Hmm. Hmm. That's hard. I normally just talk. Or like when I'm on my own, I normally just like read or video game. A video but game. I- yeah, that's a good
2: thing. Yeah. Video games would be great uh so we, we we were trying to also um we we're trying to build an ex, uh, exhibition as well a bitcoin exhibition where you can kind of like which is like play like learn to play kind of stuff so you you go through the exhibition you read it and then as a reward you get some satoshis this is what we try to implement uh, we need still to, to figure out how we can automate this process so with an open qr code it's, yeah, we need to see how that works maybe um in order to gamify, gamify it without people like just taking all the zatoshis away from the QR code. So that's a challenge, but that's what we were thinking. And we also will have a podcast station where you could also record your own podcast, of course, uh, Meet, meet with different children, for example, and then record your podcast. I'm all, also impressed that you're in front of the camera asking me these questions. Like, how, 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 uh, since when are you doing that? Is it your first time, or uh,
1: no, I've been doing it for like two years.
0: We started the podcast in February 2020. So, Lauren has been asking uh questions about Bitcoin ever since then.
2: Great. What's, what's the thing that uh, is the most exciting thing about Bitcoin for you?
1: Um, the Bitcoin is. I don't know why. I find them really exciting and fun. So, yeah.
2: Are you already saving money in that?
1: Uh, yeah, like when we get like extra, uh, like um, birthday money or Christmas money, we put, I normally put half and half Mm-hmm. Like one half in Bitcoin and the other half in um, fiat.
2: So you, you already have an economical incentive also to
0: learn about it. I
2: think that's what mm-hmm. unifies all of us, probably in a way.
0: And you get paid each month.
1: Oh, yeah, I get paid for the podcast.
0: For doing this work. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool. Well, you want to say goodbye to Marcel?
1: Yep. Anyways, bye. Thank you.
2: Hey, thank you too. Bye bye.
0: Oh. All right, thank you, mate. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get back to the the project, the thing that you're trying to build uh, in Germany. It's in Berlin or Munich. I, I've forgotten.
2: Munich, yeah, Munich, the south. Yeah.
0: So, how did you come across the uh, the space? Like, how did that ever materialize?
2: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, since last year when I was in Miami at the Bitcoin Conference 22, um, I was stunned with this whole idea of also creating like a meetup, like not just a meetup, but, you know, like it kind of developed out of the idea of physical encountering people. Um, and then I was just talking about this idea of like, hey, why don't we have that here in Munich? Um, it was also pretty vague. So I wasn't sure, do I want to have a conference here or do I want to, like, you know, this whole idea. And then talking about it, I, I realized it would be great to combine the a cafe thing for all people, which is like open. You can just buy a coffee with a with Bitcoin and learn about it that way. And then like step by step, guiding the people deeper into this topic by also offering co-working spaces and then events where you have like really high intense um, speak, speakers and stuff like that. And um, out of that idea, I realized, OK, I need a space. Uh, A constant physical space and uh, while I was talking with like people I met in the crypto scene, they were like, hey, you can go there and here and this. And yeah, they were more and more interested, but never really actually nothing happened. And at some point last year, I again at at an NFT event, I met one guy um, who was like, hey, I know the shopping center, the center manager of a shopping mall. Uh, he got some free rooms left some free spaces left because it's not going so good. And we should, I would like to introduce you to him and so on. And then we met and we talked about the concept and they kind of were like crypto guys, which want to have everything there. And, uh, and then, yeah, it was like a hard, that was a hard task to, to slowly make them realize that maybe Bitcoin only is the better option for them. And um, while I was not only trying to convince them, I learned something in this whole process of meeting them each month for over five months now. Um, I realized it was always like the ideas were there and they were quite good, but it was always about where do we get the money to make it happen? And it was always about, I call it now proof of stake mentality. I could Hmm. really see nothing is going forward without previously having the money, um, kind of like the yeah credit system in a way. It's really representing this mentality. And then the moment I decided to let go of this project because I realized after five months nothing happened yet, I, I went to the last meeting. I said, OK, guys, I, I, it's too much like I, I don't have the time for it. I really need to earn my money and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think like these are the problems and if we don't solve them, then we can't do it. And then suddenly it was weird. All of them in the meeting, the center manager, the guy who connected me. They were all really still kind of excited to do it in a way or at least to try it. Then I went home. I was totally really, really like, I don't know, like I, I had such a struggle and pain in my head because I didn't know like how to solve this problem because I realized this crypto thing, I don't know if it's going to work. I really don't know because I am i know I'm going to lose the Bitcoin collapse on that, you know, and I want them because most of the smartest, one of the smartest people, like they are from the space. And yeah. And then uh, after two days of thinking, I decided to put out this idea on Twitter and just test it and say, guys, like right now, the situation is we have this space, um, the space, the Santa manager is offering us. Now it's turning out to be like 200 square meters. Um, and, and space, it's like a big, big uh, space. And um, yeah, like they want to do a crypto space. I still want to do a Bitcoin only. How can we do it? Like, are is there any interest? And then suddenly after really like one or two days, 10,000 people saw this tweet. Now it's like 50,000 people saw this tweet. I'm I'm so impressed by the support. I got like 20 minute messages in, in one day uh, from all different kinds of Bitcoiners uh, who wants to support this. And then in really like I, I gathered all the people around. I, I I could I could create a community online on Discord. We're like organizing it. So many people are spending like proving their work and effort to make it happen. And then we have the proof of work mentality suddenly. And this was a moment where I realized, okay, that's the way. Like this is the way, like the Mandalorian says. <laughs> and then uh yeah. So so basically now we are here three weeks after the tweet, the tweet, and um And I I got already made, I I did so much, you know, or we like all of us basically, because I was working from nine to ten now, like nine, nine o'clock in the morning to ten in the evening since three weeks to make this whole thing move forward, to make it real. And um, I gathered a lot of speakers already. Harald Rauter is interested in it, which is a really uh, like a pro environment, pro Bitcoin guy from Zurich. Uh, to a demester. I chatted with him on Twitter and he has already said like hey how can I help Troy Cross Andrew Bailey all of these people they they spoke out their interest and support for this project and and now I really want to make it happen um I I like I'm really shortly before um signing the contract uh the center managers hooked he loved it I talked to the to the level of uh, hierarchy above him even uh they're also okay let's that's good but And now suddenly, like really out of nowhere, it's a bit of trouble for me. Um, Yesterday, I I realized like shit, they they told me they need now to talk to the mothership of the whole company, which owns 20 shopping centers in Germany. And they need to now talk again about it, where I thought it's clear, because since five months I've been planning this and they're all saying, hey, it's fine. We're going to make it. You can be sure about it. And out of nowhere, like we already made the appointment for this podcast and and i I just get the message like okay they still need to talk about it on an even higher level um yeah so that's that's the situation right now Uh, i have much more to tell what's happening but like i think the baseline of what i'm trying to say is uh, i'm just amazed by the support of the community i already got um everything that happened already is so much worth we can we can just take the team and put it somewhere else you know so so it's not it's not wasted the effort definitely not
0: why, why was the center manager interested in giving you the space in in the first place was it just to get foot traffic through the the mall for like the other shops inside the mall or, or cafes or what, what's what mm-hmm. what was his driving uh kind of uh incentive
2: yeah um it, it's like The top priority is he's looking for different kinds of pop-up spaces to make the whole center more desirable to come. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like just a marketing move. But then on the second level, and that's why we get special conditions for the space, he's a crypto lover, which just means the -hmm. bottom line is he wants to invest in these things and then take money out of it. He's not a Bitcoiner yet. But in the whole process of the last weeks, uh he became he's realizing it more and more. What's the difference between Bitcoin and crypto? So um he's young, he's like in the 30, in the mid-30s, and and is just open, I think you could say that. So that's like this is like the mixture of different perspectives of from his like a personal interest and his job to make the center. Uh, more public in the whole in in munich it's and the center is really like super like the location is super centric it's in the middle of munich right next to the oktoberfest Uh, i i still cannot uh uh tell the name but i mean it's clear kind of if you just look it up for the community i can say um
0: and uh, what other kind of retailers are in in the in the mall
2: it's h&m lidl Um, these are the big names there Uh, you have burger king you have um, smaller shops like Duna, kebab stores Um, you have sneaker a sneaker shop which is kind of interesting because these sneaker people they also like to invest in stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i I think with them i can find a collaboration um and the great thing or barbershop like you have everything like in a normal shopping mall Mm -hmm. normal shopping mall and and uh, i think that's a great thing we can really get in touch with them now so we already have LIPA on board. I don't know if you you guys know it. LIPA is a um, a company uh, from from uh, Swiss and uh, they they speak German and they are basically helping businesses and retail stores to to implement Bitcoin and Lightning payments. Uh, they're doing the PO like point of sale stuff, which is great. So so there we have the co- uh, competence and manpower to really also implement it in the whole center. And we yeah. have the possibility to talk to them, you know. That's that's a great thing. But and that's just the side mission. The main mission is to create this pop up space, you know, as a test proof of concept for mm-hmm. a long term physical Bitcoin space. But the side mission is even more exciting when, when when we would be able to really pull that off to make the first shopping mall in Germany which accepts Bitcoin. It would be such a gigantic move. And I told them that, you know, I know it's gonna yeah. like it's gonna make big uh, waves. Yeah.
0: I'd be huge. So for the for the guy that's offering you this space, this is like the career changing moment for him because you know this is just free marketing. All you've got to do is say uh, Munich, Germany's first ever shopping mall to accept Bitcoin throughout yeah. X amount of their merchants or something with a dedicated Bitcoin education space. That's all you've got to do. Exactly. That hits the front page of bitcoin magazine coin telegraph uh, you know some some probably some mainstream um uh articles out there and, and newspapers and all he's done is say those words he, he's not had to pay anything and give up a little bit of space for you guys to help educate those people and you're right because when the people come to visit you and to find you they're going to want to know where can I go and spend my Satoshis? And you're going to be able to send them to the hairdresser or to the, the, the grocery store or to the butcher, whoever's in there that is slowly starting to accept Bitcoin. And now this is so easy because you have, well, Relay are very close by. They just share a border with you and they have um, Bitcoin for business, uh, which they're launching. Or you have mm-hmm. Coin Corner and they can just plug into a Coin Corner merchant account. Accept the Bitcoin and receive euros if they're not ready to hold the Bitcoin, which again, as we know, it's all about touch points. So, so this is really exciting. Uh, I mean, the footfall of these, do you have any idea how many people are going through per day or per yes. week?
2: Or- yes. I mean, I have the official numbers from the center. So you could also put a discount of 20% on it to make it a bit more realistic, maybe. Hmm. But even then it's amazing it's like 10000 people per day and 20000 on on a saturday so it's it's amazing <laughs> which is which seems to be not much for for a shopping mall apparently but mm-hmm. but it's still for a bitcoin space it would be great and uh we are, the pop up shop is going to be take place is going to take place at the same time as the frühlingsfest and the frühlingsfest for the international listeners it's a small version of the oktoberfest so okay. um yeah, uh, and it's becoming more and more popular, and um, yeah. So, so the the whole area is going to be full of people, and 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 I just want to also uh, say, now that you are describing the project back to me, I'm I'm getting really excited. I'm like, yeah, it's fuck? huge. Like, what is it? <laughs> like, oh my god! And because I'm so much into the organizing aspect of this, I'm kind of forgetting it <laughs> sometimes how big it is. Yeah,
0: it's massive, and if you. You'll you'll have to speak with Tom uh from Satsback to see if there's anything he can do to help you because if people are coming into the shop to to spend and that 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 merchant is plugged into Satsback, then I can go and spend my fiat, but still get Sats back.
2: Oh nice. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, a reward. That- that's what we were planning um, in inside of the sh- uh, inside of the mm-hmm. place uh, in the, of the pop up space. Uh, we wanted to have like let's say exactly this concept. So someone buys a coffee for three euros and then gets back one euro in in satoshis and mm-hmm. then can spend this thing for something small or something. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Even the yeah. parking. I don't. Do do you have free parking there or is it? Uh, th- there's usually some.
2: There's a parking. A gigantic parking. Uh, how do you say? Uh, you know. Yeah, Uh, underground parking parking lot. lot. Yeah, exactly. And and um, I just wanted to also mention that LIPA. That's like that's the company I'm in touch with right now. Um, I'm I'm completely amazed. I don't know how other companies are doing it yet, but they're also having the like they're offering basically um, exchange for fiat. So a comp, let's say a retail store, uh, H and M says, okay, we're gonna accept Bitcoin, and LIPA offers them to change it back to fiat for less than one percent, which means which means even if they keep the fiat system for themselves, they would be still cheaper than the Visa Mastercard uh, yeah. ecosystem. They, yeah.
0: they've just they've just upped their um well, yeah. So they save two and a half percent on every transaction if people are paying with Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, exactly, and and yeah, and and that's just the the that's just the baseline of this whole project, you know, that's the baseline, the economical baseline benefit. And and above that, you have the whole marketing effect you're going to gain. And what I'm realizing right now, it's really crazy is how hierarchies are working. Of course, you know, I I mean, everyone I'm talking to from from the center manager to the CEO, from the center to the CEO of the mothership uh, company, Mm -hmm. um, All of them, when I talk to them personally, they say, okay, we get that you seem like a legitimate guy, studied philosophy, doing some academic stuff, and then you have your Bitcoin project thing going on and you want to do education. That's fine, but we need to talk to the boss above me. And then I'm like, how, wow. It's uh, So at some point I, I was like joking around saying, I probably I'm going to talk to the chancellor of Germany at some point in order to make it happen, you know? So it's interesting how much resistance there is, but it's also understandable, I think. Yeah.
0: That's how the fiat legacy system works. Everybody is, um, <laughs> it comes down to career risk to that mm-hmm. person. And as much as yeah. they might love the story and the idea, they've still got to go and sell that story and the idea to the person above them. And if it's just a little bit questionable, they won't, they won't even approach it. Or they might just throw it out just to test the waters. They're not going to go in with the passion that you're going to go in. They're not ever going to be able to tell the story the same way that you can tell the story. So yeah. but there's always somebody else above somebody else above somebody else
2: yeah i'm I, i'm stunned of that i'm i'm really like wow and i i, I already put so much effort in it all the people around me like as i said we have 20 people in our discord we try to um yeah kind of like delegate this whole thing uh, with all these different aspects it's a gigantic massive amount of work and and uh, i really want to like i really want to make it now you know um i put myself into financial risk in the way that i put all my jobs on hold to make it happen mm. i still have don't like i don't have a clear business model because i think it's more important to make it happen in the first place then th- and and then like learn out of that then already like just doing it because it's profit profitable i i don't want to do it because it's profitable i want to do it because it's something amazing the world needs to see and and then i can think about it i, I mean honestly i'm thinking about it of course i'm thinking about business models but um But I don't have the capacity and time to do it, and I also don't want to do it just because of that. So, and that's why, like, that's also what I'm experiencing now. So, I'm burning my fiat money down to zero right now, and and uh, but I I I'm like, hey, I'm young. I don't like the only person I need to take responsibility is me. Um, I can afford it. Yeah. So
0: donations would be the best and the first thing that you can implement as a business model. And uh, uh, are you on Geyser?
2: not yet i, I i'm i'm t- like not in touch but like yeah i, I know how to reach them and mm-hmm. um, i was thinking about also putting it there but but really that's i i was like already talking to some sponsors um some of them are interested one would like to uh, pay, to pay the rent but it's the only thing is like i really want to be sure i want to have the contract signed and then i want to push it hard Mm -hmm. Um, and the situation yesterday basically showed me it's, it's good that I I've done it this way, you know, like really transparently communicated, say, Hey, that's where we are. We're talking with these people. It's a safe bet based on what the center manager says. And now we talk to the CEO, it's also fine. And now I'm gonna like, I would like. Yeah, to to communicate it transpar- transparently and only if I have the contract, then I'm going to um, do the crowdfunding thing. And and then I hope I can, yeah, I can get enough money to make it happen also on a high quality. I have a professional camera team which can do live streaming where we have the chance to really have high quality content uh, out of that, which is also worth a lot. I think um, you can never have enough talks about Bitcoin in never. a good way, you know. And um, so this, these are the things uh, I'm hoping for that we can pay it, you know, because the, it's unbelievable. I think I was able to pull off like 20K of, of, of working value. I, I was already gifted it, you know, the space, the people who spent their time for the project. We do a documentary about it already. We have a teaser which will come out this week. Um, we, have, we have a, a podcast studio a pop-up pod- podcast studio with all the equipment which is also getting sponsored and usually costs like 3k to make it happen and and at some point it just stops you know at some point like so the, the company says hey okay like we can do the podcast studio for free but we need if you want to have live streaming we need to get paid for that so i can understand it and and that these are the aspects i would like to get financed uh, by by crowdfunding
0: how much do you need to cover the rental cost of the unit per month?
2: Um, it's like, so we're doing it for two weeks, which means uh, it's it's half of the price of the monthly rent uh, we get, but I, I could negotiate uh, for two weeks, 1,500 euros, uh, which is nothing. Usually it costs uh, 5,000 to 20,000 euros in a shopping mall in Munich to rent a place. So you could actually say I, I pay at, let's say, yeah, a fifth or a tenth of the of the actual price. Yeah.
0: So you 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 get it for two weeks.
2: Yeah, I can also get it for longer, but, but right. I just like I couldn't do it. Yeah, for my side. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if any of the plebs listening out there, any of the German community, anybody that uh, you know from around the world that wants to see this pulled off, they can donate and you'll be able to use that donation to make sure that you can run this idea for longer than 2 weeks in the uh, in one of Man, the biggest yeah. shopping malls in Munich.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that'd be amazing. I mean if we like that's really one part of the whole equation is of course if we have the financial uh, capabilities to run it longer I would do that, you know. Of course. Yeah. I was just planning it, planning it in a way that I I would say hey, even if I don't get anything um, how can I make it happen? So that's why I feel confident talking here, also, mm-hmm. because I I know I can pull it off, you know. With but 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 it's just a minimal minimum version of it. So it's as soon as we get a little bit support and capital, we can talk about the live streaming. We can talk about being longer in the space. We can talk about the child's corner where we have also materials. We can do all kinds of stuff, and and then it's going to be viable. And also, I mean i haven't got anything from that so so i, I really hope like at some point I, I can pay my rent also with that um and if not it's also fine you know it's it's also fine but uh right now uh that's the situation and and i i hope like we can create so much value that it's it's going to be something for people where they're willing to support it it would be great really and i i think it's a win for the whole community the whole project and yeah
0: um what would be wait, let's say let's blue sky it let's say you you get signed off you get two weeks uh to prove yourselves worthy of uh, of that space what do you think the store manager or his higher ups would love to see out of them taking a a punt on this initiative? so you mean the
2: center manager of the shopping yeah. mall and what would he love
0: to the- see yeah what what do you think would be for him like the 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 absolute best case scenario dream
2: well I yeah I can tell you so so uh, economically spoken he wants to see like a twenty twenty percent uh, raise of the customers so more mm. people to come more people to come I think that's gonna happen um, then then he and that's the the ideal situation is if the German newspapers are talking about this center because of what we're doing in a positive way and that's the whole point that's that's why they are afraid they're afraid that their image is going to be destroyed when they accept bitcoin because what they know is oh my god are they going to sell weapons are they going to sell drugs is it like a is it like a station where you can send a package to and then you know this is what they're afraid of but i'm in touch with i'm in touch with so many people now uh because of this project where, where i feel really comfortable in doing it I, i'm in touch with the BR, which is called Bayerischer Rundfunk, it's the, from Bavaria, the TV, the TV, the main TV, uh, how do you say TV show uh, from Mm -hmm. Bavaria, the TV reporting uh, thing, Um, I'm in touch with them and they are the ones who made the first positive report on Bitcoin mining with Mm TerraHash. So, so that's, that's for example, we have the chance to go to them and speak. I know the co-founder of of Mookbook, which is a really trendy magazine uh, in Munich, uh, which reports about all kinds of stuff. So if we are able to make this happen and that it's getting into the consciousness of the people in a positive way, but also in a critical way. You know, like that's what I want to achieve is to say we are going to look at Bitcoin in an optimistic but cautious way. It's also a thing which I talked with Troy Cross about. That's also mm-hmm. the, what I loved about his view. He's like, let's be optimistic, but cautious, optimistic, you know, in a critical way, in a philosophical way. I want to invite these people to get together in, in panel discussions and really find out how can we use Bitcoin in a good way for society. And it is possible, I think, in regards to energy uh, network and all these kind of topics and And if we are able to communicate that this really simply in the news, that's the jackpot for the center, I would say.
0: will you get free electricity in your rent?
2: No, I'm gonna pay the electricity that's a, that's the one thousand five hundred euros basically I, that's I, it that like the whole yeah, exactly
0: that's it. So the one thousand five hundred euros will cover your electricity and the use of the space for two weeks exactly. We need to get some miners in there.
2: <laughs> yeah to yeah, to I-
0: showcase a bitcoin what a bitcoin miner does and mm-hmm. how it works and the heat that it can um, and then educate people around around that idea i'm sure some people can get some asics to you anyone listening who's got a spare asic or anyone in germany that can come down and just plug in for two weeks yeah. and help you out it's free electricity for them so they can mine the bitcoin and at the same time just be on hand there to educate people as they walk in like what the hell is that <laughs>
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, and ne- yeah. I never thought about like I don't know. Like I thought about the ASIC thing, and I already got some some people who suggested it, but I wasn't aware that. I was kind of cautious. Like, is it really free the electricity? Well, I'm paying what I. You're paying it. Paying. Uh, You've paid yeah, it I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: they're point. not going to notice they, they it will not. I mean, come on. How many shops in that place? They're not going to notice an extra 150 euros worth of electricity going out the door. Like, they're not. And especially they're never going to be able to pin it down to. I mean, maybe they can. It depends how advanced their systems are and stuff. But like you said, if we can flash mob this place for two weeks, they're not going to care, mate. Like that if it's that hard. is. Oh, my God. Why have we got 20% extra foot traffic on a Wednesday afternoon? <laughs> and who are these crazy people that are going into these shops and filming themselves spending yeah. sats and beaming it around the world? Like this, like, yeah, exactly. So that would be, yeah, that would be awesome. Two weeks is probably too short to get uh, a Bitcoin ATM machine in there. We have but a Bitcoin
2: I, ATM. We you have, have one. Yes. Yes. Oh. Cool one from like uh, confinity the the daughter company of them it's it's the german version it's kurant mm. and they're like basically sponsoring they they're going to do the whole thing with implementation for two weeks they're going to do it i'm really glad and and so we even have that we have everything you can dream of really um so so we're ready to go we're ready to moon basically it's just mm-hmm. like one the contract is left and and if i got that then full steam with this whole project yeah
0: hmm well if there's yeah, any way like- at all that i can help uh, you know if 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 it comes back as a no unsure maybe let me know because there's a lot of people out there in our networks our shared networks maybe they'd want to speak to uh a ceo of a company or something you know we we can get we can get whoever we need to get in touch with these people to help them feel comfortable uh, because you know, a CEO of a CEO of a CEO would probably be more comfortable speaking to Jeff Booth or Michael Saylor or you know, someone of that ilk. Uh, you know, European based. Who knows? Yeah, it, that'd help. Well, we it got you. Help. We it got you. <laughs> it's gonna Thank happen. You,
2: that, that's a great. That's a great feedback. Really, like it's so wonderful. Also, that you you're talking to me and we're doing this podcast. Besides the fact that it's still, you know, we have some maybe here in the room. Um, but I, I, I feel comfortable speaking about it because I know we already did so much. We, we really manifested so much already, like things happened. We proved our work. It's not that I'm sitting here talking to you just with my idea I had one year ago, like there was energy flowing into that. So, so I'm, I'm really appreciating, appreciating your support here as well. And, and yeah, um, exactly like if, if if we got a maybe in in one week I I really need to find a solution for that mm-hmm. um because otherwise it's too short really we it's it's exactly the start is planned in exactly two months and uh, I I saw it last month and I felt comfortable with the time frame because I said hey it's gonna happen for sure um so I felt comfortable with the planning but but now since uh, this unexpected situation happened, I'm I need to have a deadline where I find another way to make it happen you know if, if the ceo is not still not like if they're not answering or anything and it's crazy because even the center manager was not in the meeting of that even, hmm. you know and you, you were thinking the guy can already like he knows and he has like some responsibility but it's really on an upper level but I, I at least I could talk to this one of the ceos of the mothership company um and 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 um so they know me now I have an image, but still support if it's needed. I, I I'm really happy to take it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The uh, the offer is there, and it's very very genuine. Uh, let's let's learn a little bit more about you. Let, let's go back a little bit. Free Bitcoin. Yeah, sure. What um what did that look like for you? Fiat life uh, back in the day, going through university mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing. What what was life uh what was life like growing up under a fiat standard? that's
2: a that's a great question a big one also but but i like it i really like the question um yeah so i mean let's let's start this way my father was basically he was an artist um he painted paintings and um had a whole struggle of life financially and i was experiencing it with him at -hmm. some point in my life um when i lived with him together and and uh so so money was always a topic for me. I, I tried to realize like, you know, like if you, you if you experience poorness, even if it's just a couple of months or or one year or two, um, I think most of people want to get a lot of money to compensate this experience. So that's why I think my mind was already looking for solutions for this problem of not having in, enough money, um, which is still not the mentality of the bitcoin space of course but I, I i'm just mentioning it because i think it it it's kind of the premise of why i was looking at this topic and then um uh yeah my first thought like my first uh, encountering with bitcoin was when i was 15 which is around 2013 um right now i'm 26 um and i was reading a book about the dark web and i yeah and then He just talked, the author talked about uh, Silk Road and how Bitcoin was used. And I was reading about it. Then I I remember going to the computer of my dad looking for Bitcoin on YouTube. Then there was like a university professor talking about it. I don't know who it was anymore. And then I showed it to my dad and he was like, wow, that's interesting. And then I just forgot it for four years. And he also. And... um, yeah, and then basically, I, I when I was seventeen years old, let's say, I, I started to thinking about okay, so slowly I, I earn money, I slowly I get money from jobs and stuff like that. How can I save this money? How can I? And then I realized okay, I need to invest it. And then I went to the bank. I knew there are stocks, and then I asked, "Hi, I would like to invest." I think I was eighteen at that time already, um, and I would like to decide what kind of stocks I want to buy. I don't want to like follow blindly any ETF or something. And then um yeah, the guy basically said, "Oh well, it's kind of like he really stopped me from doing it, which is so mm-hmm. weird." And it was so complicated. I I couldn't understand like how can I buy it? And um and then I was really aware of thinking about solutions of investing which are more direct and um one or two years later in 2017, basically, I came across Bitcoin and was able to, yeah, do the first buy, which is still, it was still complicated. I I, I got sweaty all over my body when I was signing in on the platform, do the KYC and, and being really afraid of, I don't know of what, that's the point. You just don't know why you're afraid. And then, um, yeah, and then I bought my first couple of, hundred euros there and, and it, it was like, yeah, it was uh, exciting and I was glad I did it. But I didn't really understand it still what Bitcoin is. Although I was watching all these videos explaining blockchain, it kind of was so abstract. And yeah, and then I, I didn't sell, I huddled uh, the way through 2020. Uh, and then I started to decide with my philosophy studies to dive deeper into this topic. And now the question, why? Um, why did I decide to do that? And I think it has something to do with um, the fact that we, I was confronted with with this whole financial, economical situation on a global level and everyone is talking about how the world is going to end and, and the financial system is going to end. And these are just things which um, I think made me aware of, of issues which suddenly seem to be solved by Bitcoin. At least this is what some people in Twitter are trying to argue for. And that would catch me my interest because I was like, okay, that sounds like a big statement. Let's dive deeper into it if something, if that's right. And now I'm kind of convinced, but not I'm not yet able to really write a book about it and say, I can prove you that's the case. But I'm really optimistic that Bitcoin could be the solution for economical struggles. And I know the arguments and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think that's my position. And um and, and now since the last two years, I think fiat becomes more and more fragile in Germany as well. We have 10, per, we had 10% inflation and um, yeah, it's it's like horrible. If you see like my mom, for example, she's like retired now and it's not enough money, you know, just to, 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 just to live. She, she's now like start slowly. She starts to pay. She, she's like. She's not having enough money to, to just live you know and that's with all the work she put in her life into the jobs and and that's just horrible to see and I, I'm really hoping that Bitcoin can be the solution for these things yeah. You know?
0: So why philosophy? what uh, what led you down that that particular rabbit hole? Um it was because I didn't know what else to do
2: basically really um I finished school and um I knew I needed to study in order to get some government support in Germany financially <laughs> as well uh, so I said okay let's quickly study something where I'm at least a little bit interested and uh, my grades weren't the best in school I wasn't bad but it also I couldn't do lawyer I couldn't become a lawyer or a doctor so for these kind of things my my grades were too bad and in Germany, it's like you don't pay for you don't really pay for university. You need to be good in order to get to the attractive uh, studies. So philosophy was a solution for that. It was like really easy. You could sign in, do a test, and then they said, "Hey, do the test, and if you're good, then it's great. You should study philosophy. and if if not, you should really think if you if it's something for you, but uh, you can still study philosophy even if you're bad in the test. It was so weird. And then, uh, yeah, I was just basically doing that, and and uh, I I realized, wow, it's it's exciting. I like it. It has something to do with you know learning how to analyze stuff, uh, how to understand things, how to ask the right questions. I, and then and really in the first lecture, I got so I got so stunned by by the way how accurate the philosophy professors were articulating themselves. And and then I was really I was like, wow, there are people who are really smart and understand things in a way, even boring stuff to make it interesting. So this is something I never got in school. And that's a moment where I I fell in love. And I, I also couldn't describe you back then. Why exactly? I always said, oh, well, they are articulating themselves so nicely. Um, and now I think I, I I see philosophy more as a tool to think and to to yeah as a tool to think and to write and to express yourself and to look at things and topics and um and the 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 biggest problem in in studying was like the question of why are you studying it and and it's a, a purpose for itself you know there's no other meaning behind doing philosophy than doing philosophy. You don't get a job with philosophy, basically. There's no benefit out of it, ex- except that you're spending time doing it. And so, so it was really, um, sometimes it's difficult to do it, I think, and to stick to it because you're really questioning, why are you doing it? What's the relevance of this whole thing? And the moment I dived into Bitcoin also in 2020 and being on Twitter and just sharing my thoughts on it, I got so much feedback that I, will, I felt in love with the space, you know, people were interested in what I had to say. And that's a little bit different than in university They're, and especially during COVID. So during COVID, we had this home, you know, home studying and it was horrible because you had the feeling no one cares about what you need to say. And um, yeah, Bitcoin kind of helped me there out, um, also mentally um, to get over the time, um, being fascinated about something working on, working and thinking on something which is relevant, which seems relevant. And um, that's why philosophy from this really high quality tool of thinking and really like going into this topic, learning how Aristotle was thinking, learning how Kant was thinking, and like studying it in a almost boring way, but kind of exciting boring. I don't know how to describe it. Like it transitioned into this, wow, Everything I learned, it makes sense now and I can apply it on Bitcoin. I can apply it. I'm not an IT guy, but I know how to read a text where you don't understand anything. I know how to read Aristotle and you don't get a word of it. Like you don't get it. And then you just read it over and over again until your brain starts to wake up. And that's what I got with Bitcoin as well. This experience. Yeah.
0: I think, therefore I am. Is that a a big uh, Bitcoin philosophical (laughs) kind of quote?
2: That's not, I mean, we can't look for it, man. I I haven't done this job yet to to think about quotes we can just uh, apply. I think Michael Saylor did that, right? Michael Saylor uh, had like in 2020 and 2021, he he regularly reposted some quotes he just applied on Bitcoin. I love that. Yeah.
0: It's a great, it is a great, excuse me, thought experiment to look back into uh, how they were thinking. This is what Bitcoin does, right? It pulls us down the rabbit hole and it, it starts intellectually stimulating us in God knows how many different areas. And you, you never know which area you're going to get pulled into. And philosophy is definitely one of those because all of a sudden you sit there, you find yourself philosophizing over what was going on back in the day under sound money. Uh, how did we get here? what's it going to look like in the future if we take this fork in the road, i.e. stay fiat forever and central bank digital coins or Bitcoin and, mm. you know, the the people, you know, uh, money for the people by the people. How can you not, like you sit, your synapses in your brain just explode? And it's such a... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, it's so... Stimulating, it, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's how I would also describe it. Stimulating is a perfect word. It, it makes you active. Also, you know, it stimulates you, and then it it requires your activity, your 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 passion. It's it's not like the YouTube algorithm where or Instagram where you just reload. Even Twitter sometimes you reload, and then it just just suggests you what you need to consume, and mm-hmm. then your brain gets really lazy more and more and more and more, and you become more and more emotional over things. Because you don't realize you don't reflect topics and bitcoin really like puts you into the ocean and says swim now
0: (laughs) find your own way figure it out for yourself and that's why you end up finding books and articles and youtube videos and podcasts that you never in your life thought you would ever read or listen to or get inspired by and it's been it reignites the passion for learning is what i think i'm trying to say here Uh, being being pulled down the rabbit hole because for 15 to 18 years of your life, that passion for learning is extinguished completely. So to find that again, to, to rekindle that flame of, Oh my God, this thing must lead us to this thing, but how do we get there? And what, what's it going to look like in the middle? And what's happened in the past and where, could, where can I draw a reference from in, in in history? But then you've got to be very careful because most of the history that's written is complete and utter bullshit and lies that you've got to start really digging around. And that's why I love you know coming across um, certain books like The Secrets of the Federal Reserve I'm currently reading by Eustace Mullins, just, just full-on history. And if you love history, most people do. This is just the historical account of the formation of the Federal Reserve, the Great Depression, and the two World Wars, in a completely different manner, a totally different story. How could you not find that interesting? You know?
2: I, I, I I haven't heard about like I heard about it, but I haven't uh, had a look on it. Um, I I think both in Bitcoin and history, it's it's important to. Because I, I have a problem with, with if people would say it's a lie or something, uh, because I think it's it's always biased. So people are always writing from their perspective, mm-hmm. uh, even if there is an incentive and you can kind of track back the incentive and the manipulation. Even then, I would say there's still one percentage of honesty in what they're writing in, in personal subjective honesty. And but still, and that's why I think it's important uh, in both topics, Bitcoin and, and history, don't trust and verify.
0: Mm-hmm. Read,
2: the, read the things, read them, look at this critically and then read the other side and then read the other side again. and then ask yourself and this I think that's the best way to do it. and and I'm, I'm curious about the book you mentioned. I'm definitely going to check it out and yeah, but um, yeah, so just my my opinion to I- to history.
0: Yeah. And and that book has led me into another book, which uh, very few people, I think, even knew existed. And it's a book called uh, Philip Drew Administrator. And this was written by um, Edward Mandel House as a novel under a pseudonym. And he wrote this back in like 1915, 16, 17, 18, around that time. After he was the the Secretary of State to Woodrow Wilson, but he was basically the president because the, he was the puppet master behind Woodrow Wilson, just after the um, the formation of the Federal Reserve and just as the the war the the lead up to the First World War, and he wrote this book uh, as a novel, but more of basically a a, a blueprint for his idea of formation of how a government should work. And it is basically Marx. Oh. But just the way that you could get that kind of socialism stroke communism into American governance, and it blows your mind. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> How, and so he wrote this as a novel, and then it got passed around the whole of the Senate, uh, and they they were just reading it as a novel, but it was being, you know, inseminated in their minds as to, hmm, perhaps this is how we need to, to run government and look at what we have today. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, it's a very, very short book, and I'm very, mm-hmm. very much looking forward to uh, digging into that because I had no idea it existed. And I wouldn't have found that book if I hadn't have been reading The Secrets of the Federal Reserve uh so it ne- it never ends it never yeah, ends this... mean,
2: that's a rabbit hole and and that's what i love you know it encourages you to dive deeper and we have structures of information where you're not encouraged to dive deeper so if if there's like we experienced it i would say in the last two years when when media told you something and also mm-hmm. in my surroundings people really said hey trust the experts Yep. And trust the experts is really something that happens on every side i don't want to like say hey um trust the experts on on the vaccine uh this is stupid and as well as trust the experts on the anti vaccine side you know because like just think about for yourself and and then find come up with a solution and and these like this statement is so like it tells you not to think basically. Mm-hmm. And um if you have like these sociologists uh from from um from from Germany from the 1970s, uh, I, I forgot his name, but like the guy who's like talking about uh, actor and network theory, um he says uh, society needs experts we need that we don't have the time basically okay to to that everyone is an expert in everything so we like it's a natural process that we have experts we're going to trust them but this doesn't mean that you should always trust them it's some, something so different because he's describing the society it's just a descriptive statement of saying that's the way it develops most of the times we have experts and we are trusting them but the last two years, I had the impression this statement became normative into we should trust experts. And that, that's something we need to differentiate, I think. Yeah.
0: Follow the science? Well, huh? Follow the science?
2: Yeah, I mean, science. That's all, we,
0: that's all we heard. That's all we heard, right? Follow the science. Oh, that, Follow that's the, the science. F- yeah. That was the catchphrase. Yeah. Okay. You,
2: yeah. I. I. I haven't. Uh. I always captured the German news. Uh, yes. In regards. Yeah. So,
0: like the English news. Uh. Well, in the UK and certainly in the US as well, it was just follow the science. Follow the science. But basically, just follow what mm. we say. Like the, they weren't even trying to hide it. We're just going to follow the science, and you should too. Um. And then you had uh, Jacinda arden didn't you, in New Zealand? Like, you know, we are your one source of truth.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> you
0: wow. don't believe anything else you hear
2: yeah it's religious almost oh it's um
0: it's shocking
2: and and you know what shocks me more that that just mentioning these topics right now in a really short manner how we doing it makes me already be like cautious and afraid of oh my god how are people gonna thinking about me now when I was just mentioning some stuff, they don't even know my position and they're still like, I already think I'm, I'm being judged here. And I already think it, I, I stepped on the toes of some people and they already have an image of me. And that's what I hate because what I like is like to con- confront these discussions, you know, to get in touch with people and then to find out what's the perspective is. And in my experience, most of the times you find a common ground, a big mm-hmm. one, and then you can fight about the details. But, um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, this kind of changed. And now I think we are in a time where it's like a bit, it's like, hey, let's just forget about it. Everything is open again. We don't wear masks. It's fine. But I think we have the baseline for the future where future narratives will come back, take this as a, a prime example, and then tell you, hey, don't let it happen like last time, you should know your people and stuff like that. And it, I think this is going to get abused uh, for from all the groups of interest, not just one from all groups of interest. So again, for the future, I would say it's really important to just like still keep confronting people, still keep getting in touch with people, still keep asking and being open for new perspectives um yeah but but yeah maybe this is like also like such a different topic of of what we were try, uh, actually talking about yeah
0: <laughs> that's what happens on these podcasts so yeah. what what um what was your fear job then between kind of university and trying to launch a bitcoin space in a shopping mall <laughs> there must have been something else going on
2: Well, yeah, yeah, it definitely did. But it's always my job, like my Fiat job already started in university. So um, I was really early on with doing graphic design, video editing, all that kind of stuff. I actually wanted to become a game developer. So (laughs) I tried that during my philosophy studies. And then because I couldn't become it, like I didn't get the place at the university, I, um, I stick to philosophy and I stick also to graphic design as a hobby. But I could like commercialize it a little bit and get some jobs there, and and like improve my skill. And um, at some point, I realized during the end of my philosophy studies that wow, I'm I'm getting jobs on and on. Like it's just like coming. Uh, why not trying to do it with as a yeah as a, a freelancer? And um, so basically, I did that, but. Uh, it already happened in the time where I had all these possibilities of working in in, in Bitcoin, but also back then in 2020, I also worked for a crypto company. Um, I did animated videos, educational animated videos about their technology. I tried to explain it and did it everything by myself, and then I could also earn a little bit money there. And um, yeah, and 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 since last year, 2022, I'm I'm focusing on actually like really working on Bitcoin jobs. And that's also why I'm working on Bitcoin for good, uh, which is a consulting company and education platform. Um, I'm doing it with my colleague Philip from Berlin and we're consulting NGOs in why Bitcoin is good for them and for society. So, and how they can really profit from it, not just on a value basis, but really also economically. So, so that's that's a whole thing uh, I'm, I'm doing. So I'm moving more and more into this uh, into the Bitcoin job world, which is a great thing to to experience and also to see so many people who are also doing it. Just makes you realize the the change is coming and it's real, you know. And yeah,
0: yeah, it is, mate. It is coming. Don't doubt it. All right. I usually end well. I always end the podcast in the same fashion, and that was with a final question. And that question is, if you had just one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give that to and why?
2: Wow. Can I think about it?
0: Of course. Take your time.
2: Great. Thank you. Huh. Huh. I'm going to think loud now. Um, mm-hmm. So, So first I was thinking about people I know. Then I realized, okay, but what's the effect of it? Like nothing. I can also just talk to them, and then uh, and I I assume the orange pill is like this magic pill which really makes someone a Bitcoiner without doing anything else. Yeah. Right. Okay. So so and then I was thinking, okay, what do I want? And then I catch myself and realizing, well, I would like to see a world with a Bitcoin standard. I'd re- be really interested in. So I assume that's the goal of the orange pill. Who's the person who can really make a change? And and then I'm kind of lost because then I'm I'm just realizing shit I I don't know who's the most uh, influential person or something, um but but maybe to to uh, really yeah to give you an answer it, I wouldn't give it to a politician to be honest I would give it to someone who has influence on, on politicians and I I think throughout the history of time we saw that it, it's really cliche now my answer really but I'm like. It's honestly, I'm just realizing it throughout the history of time. Philosophers shaped society, not instantly, but in a slow manner. So I would give it a philosopher who's influential, who a lot of people trust. And then, you know, uh, write about it and influence society in the next 20 to 30 years. And then to finish it, it's like, okay but probably the philosophy will realize it without an orange pill and then i would just say hey let's give it to one like let's just give it to the chancellor of germany and see what's going to happen so yeah so yeah that's my answer
0: all right man love it and <laughs> who who would in your books who is the um like the the top philosopher of uh, of our time
2: of our time
0: alive today
2: wow um that's that's such a hard question man i i (laughs) i mean i need to say really like there there's like this korean guy who writes in german i i was really sorry i cannot pronounce his name i don't know Mm. i i can write it to you i and and i would say hey like i love troy cross and andrew bailey which are one of the first academics in philosophy who are having an eye on bitcoin I'm so glad they're doing it. Um, you cannot believe me. Like, it's really like, I'm like, wow, they they motivated me to to keep on this topic, you know, to stick to this topic. So, so I would say these two guys are amazing. Um, yeah.
0: Excellent, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope people reach out to you to help you in any way that they can, even if that just means showing up for the two weeks that you're there in in the mall, uh, or if people can't afford to help donate some sats to make this thing, or you know, a reality, then how can they find you? What's the best way to reach out?
2: Yeah, the best way to reach out is uh, find me on Twitter. On my Twitter, I'm like Marcel, and then Ohren Schall. Um, you can maybe link them. Um, and and the, the way you found the pro- find the project is Bitcoin Munich. The handle is really like you just write Bitcoin Munich, and then you find the project. Um, The name of the account is Bitcoin Block Munich, um, which has different reasons, which I'm going to explain in the concept uh, online. And as soon as you follow these two accounts like Marcel Ohrenschall, me and Bitcoin Munich, the project, uh, you will get updates on the donation wallet. I'm planning to do a multisig with some people in the community and uh, to make it decentralized in a way as far like as maximum as possible and um yeah and then and then keep it like keep I, I keep you up to date and i'm I'm happy if you guys are coming along yeah
0: excellent mate well fingers crossed it all goes well let me know what happens and uh like i said my network is your network and we'll we'll get anybody in touch that that might be able to help you get across the line here so have a great thanks afternoon
2: a thanks a lot daniel um your-
0: you too you're welcome, brother. Take care.
2: Uh, bye-bye.
0: Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview and I got the message from Marcel just this morning on 3rd of March. That's why we're dropping this today to keep you completely, fully up to date. He has secured the space in the shopping mall in Munich. So we'll go-, go. This is, this is going to happen. Uh, if you've been fired up by this podcast, like I said at the beginning, if there's any way at all, you can show support to Marcel if you are a Bitcoin business and you can help sponsor. Maybe we can, you know, get a longer rent going. If you are just a pleb nearby in the area, please go along and support the uh, the initiative. Maybe even showcase something you've learnt yourself. I don't know. You're going to be surrounded by a lot of newbies. I hope that's that's the idea, right? Uh, there's going to be a lot of newbie footfall traffic in there and this is going to be a great touchpoint for many new people coming into that shopping mall and seeing like what what do you mean there's a bitcoin space store huh it's going to blow people's minds and i'm sure marcel is going to pull off a brilliant project here it's so great to to meet so many young people that are inspired by bitcoin and just want to share the message as far and as wide as they can. So get down there and help out. Or DM me and I'll put you in touch with Marcel if you can't find him on Twitter or just DM Marcel. Uh before we before we head off from this RIP, make sure you are checking out which conferences you can get to this year. It's very very it's like it's an indescribable feeling when you get to meet bitcoiners, especially if you've been that dude sat alone the only guy in your family, your friend circle, talking about Bitcoin. When you get out there and actually meet people from this realm, from this world, from this space, from this sector, whatever you call it, it's truly fascinating. You, you, you've never, you never make such a quick connection with anybody in your life. So check out, well, first of all, Orange Pill app. You can just download that. You can sign up. It's a paid app because we want to keep the scammers out I am affiliated with the Orange Pill app as an advisor only. I can't tech or code or do any of that kind of stuff. But I do know Bitcoiners and I do know there is a need for people to connect in real life. So go check it out. Orange Pill app, available on Android and Apple. Get to a conference. There's many coming up this year. Just start searching around and figuring out which one is closest to you. Uh, the big one going to be in Miami. Uh, you can use code BITTON to get to the uh the bitcoin conference over there and get yourself 10 percent off on all of your ticket purchases and btc prague is shaping up to be a big event as well sailor has already been announced there's going to be big announcements coming as well in a few more weeks so you can use again the code bitten hit the links in the show notes or on my vita page and bitten is the code for many discounts across many different bitcoin companies make sure You are paying attention to Liberty in Our Lifetime. There's a conference coming up again put on by Free Cities Foundation. That's going to be in October. More information to follow. And of course, the show sponsors. You know who they are. Just as the music runs out right there. Swan Bitcoin, Coin Corner, Relay, Hoddle. Thank you for building stacking services that we can all use and learn from as well because they you know you provide so much education use wasabiwallet.io just download on your laptop create a wallet send some sats through check out the coin join magic that happens and then send that across to your cold storage signing device you can use the bitbox 02 by shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten and use code bitten for a five percent discount off of that That's it for this show. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening as usual. And reach out to me or Marcel if there's anything that you can do to help with this project. Take care, guys. Catch you on the next one.